Hello, loves, and welcome back. We're going to start the show with some lemon vanilla cream ices, and they're homemade. We're also going to be talking into the relationship subject, and the question is, is it healthy to use pet names? Mark is sharing a song with us, and we're also going to be talking about rocks, gems, and crystals, and do they have healing power? And welcome back to Snack Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. I'm Jenna. What? Wait. What? Which? I don't know. Okay, let's just get into it. Let's get into the food. Go. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you see it right there. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to lift this up. So you made it really. You have to lean over into it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I got to get it near me so they can hear. I mean, I was able to transport it without spilling anything. I know. It's so right on the rim like it's going to overflow any second here. Well, we don't want that. Mm. I got a shot of it. Mm. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And we have the giant straws in it, like a, it's not, you know what, this is actually uh, an appropriate straw. This is not a uh, boba straw. Right. Uh, meaning boba straw would be bigger? Yeah, boba straw would be bigger. This, is, But this is a very large <laughs> straw. <laughs> boba is, I feel, like uh, loogies. It's slightly, <laughs> slightly thicker than, you know, it's like hardening. It's almost a camp booger. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What about that? There's Slight, little... Slightly thicker and hardening. Yes. Okay. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. This is a, mm. so what we have now is a, this is, what do you call it? Your lemon cream smoothie? Lemon vanilla cream. There's actually also some frozen grapes in there because I still had some grapes in there that were frozen and I wanted to tighten it up a little more and use the rest of those up. So I threw those in there too. This tastes great. But it's lemonade. You guys, you would think that the acid in lemon would curdle the milk or the cream in ice cream. But if it does, you can't tell because it's all blended together. <laughs> right. No, this is great. The only the only thing that I would say is maybe a little more lemon only because I'm kind of a lemon nut. And as you know, you, you've been to my house. I had made some... In fact, we didn't even feature it on the show for uh, strawberry lemon ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, strawberry lemonade ice cream that was yeah. very tart. Yes. And that's... I love super tart stuff. Yeah. That stuff was rotten my teeth. This will not. It, this it, is great. It was very good. So you just want to take some real lemonade. I mean, you don't have to squeeze it. This was actually lemonade in a... Not in the um, frozen containers, which would also be very good. And it w- would depending on how much you use, would certainly have more concentrated lemon because you're adding water to, you know. Right. But, uh, and you just mix it with vanilla ice cream and blend. And it's just couldn't be easier. And it's so good and so refreshing. And I'm telling you guys, especially with summer moving in, what a wonderful dessert, snack, whatever to serve your people because it's just so easy. I wish, I wish you would have let me know. I could have brought you lemon ice cubes to enhance from lemon that juice awesome. that yeah. were from your sister's tree that would be awesome because i made a that's where that's why i got my strawberry lemonade lemon juice from is from uh jana's sister Anel, well there will be opportunities we have family uh in my family are coming to visit and very soon so cool there will be opportunities this is great it, it's uh and it's something that we can snack on without making a whole lot of noise <laughs> while we <laughs> while we move on with um our discussions for the day and so, Mark, are you a pet name caller? <laughs> caller? <laughs> I 
I'm expecting uh, you to start like you know doing it in uh, <laughs> what uh, what is it called a square dance collar or auction either one. Down the hall, mm. <laughs> whatever. I'm somewhat, not. but not. I'm trying to think with my now two ex-wives, ladies. <laughs> uh, I now it wasn't that long ago. I'm, I know, but I'm trying to think. I don't necessarily have. I mean, look, I have nicknames for people that people don't even ever know about. Yeah, there are <laughs> that nicknames go on in and my there head. Are nicknames, yes. <laughs> My uh, stepfather, Joe, had nicknames for a lot of people. He did. He did. I'm trying to think. He didn't have one for you. As far as I know, he didn't have one for me. Um, my ex-husband was not head. Not head. Um, <laughs> some of my nieces uh, had nicknames and mm-hmm. some didn't. I I used nickname Sweetie a lot. Mm-hmm. But I use that with familiar people as well. A lot well. of people do. And I've noticed... I mean, I don't think of nicknames as being like a, a, a fad, like certain, you know, words. Like we say cool and other people, what are they saying? For a while, they're saying fat, P-H-A-T, A-T. Or the shit. Right. <laughs> but uh, it seems like a lot of people now, they say babe. Babe. Right. Babe. Well, but babe, babe was like, that was also, it's been around forever. Uh-huh. But back in the 70s, I remember late 70s, early 80s, that was a thing. Uh, and well. a, a guy that I dated, I think to him, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. To me, it was just somebody I was dating. But he called me Bay, And it became another another guy that I was dating at the time. <laughs> knew that this one called me Bay, And so he would say, hey, Bay, And he would say it all weird and icky. <laughs> and so there became a thing between my niece who's coming to visit. So you've probably heard us call each other that. Bay, yeah. And we say it like that. And that's where that came from. <laughs> hey, Bay. I don't know. I Like I said, I... I'll say sweetie, but I'll say that to little kids that are helping me out. Hey, sweetie, help me out here. Yeah, but or not so much like your that. significant other. Uh, no, you know, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying a, to yeah. think of my girlfriends that I've had. Uh, and they are numerous. <laughs> no, uh, not necessarily. I I don't. I'm not. I don't think so. And no judgment. I, I cannot yeah, think. I'm not a I, pet name person. I cannot, I cannot think of that. Like you said, I have nicknames for people that, right. that I will never say. It's not an honor. <laughs> it's just descriptive things that I come up with so I can remember who they are. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Um, I, it surprises me because I would think, I'm a very loving person, so I would think I would be a nickname person. It would just be something I do, but I'm not a nickname person. Well, I did, I, I did have one, and I won't say who it was for. But her nickname was Little Miss Big Boobies. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That just doesn't seem to be descriptive at all, does no, it? No, no. Well, let's learn about pet names between couples. <laughs> so pet names, like nicknames, are a remarkably universal method of being demonstrative, showing affection and projecting tenderness. See, now I feel like a failure. No wonder I'm divorced. <laughs> I didn't have a nickname. I'm divorced twice. <laughs> we got to get on this nickname program. We need to. <laughs> Let's start make, compiling a list of good nicknames. That's right. That's right. Having a new love interest co- coin a new pet name for you can give you a really positive emotional charge. Mine, by the way, I had two. He called me. Sometimes he said sweetheart, but usually that was the annoyed, what, sweetheart? <laughs> 
<laughs> but he called me Doc because he said I heal everything. Hmm. Um, and Boo. And he's still, still to this day divorced. He still calls me Boo. So now, what about your significant I, others? Did they use a nickname for you? Not that I'm a no, not that I'm aware of. Not to your face. Yeah, I, unless I was little Mister Big Boobies, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, Mister Big. I'm I'm just tra- I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to think of something G-rated. Well, there's always asshole. <laughs> there's that. Uh, no, actually, I've never actually called that by a girlfriend. Um, I. I don't recall any nicknames given to me by my significant others through the years. Well, let's find out if it means anything. Uh, maybe we can learn something from this. When someone calls you precious, <laughs> <laughs> and it's how you want to be thought of by that person, it can actually increase the attraction you feel for the individual. Actually, come to think of it, there was somebody that was very into and used to call me princess. And when he did it, I loved it. I loved that. All right. Yeah. So that just reminded me, yes, there was a, a girlfriend that I had that would always say, hey, handsome. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. And you know what? That did feel good to hear that every time. Yeah. But it wasn't like, handsome, reach, you know, give me a cup out of the cupboard. It wasn't yeah. a name like that, but it was just a, a <laughs> greeting. Okay. You... Now I just, so I did have a nickname for an ex-boyfriend, but it's not, it sounds like, it sounds like it's sexual. I'm, and getting, we were I'm not... getting my hand ready for the bell. We weren't, we didn't go down that road. <laughs> he didn't go down that road. <laughs> but he caught an ad for, it might have been Walmart, I don't know. And it was for it was for Bugle Boy jeans. Right. They misspelled it and it said Bulge Boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he pointed it out and, ever, and after that, I would always call him Bulge Boy for whatever reason. <laughs> Just because he's the one that caught the, the, the error. Oh my gosh. But it's gosh, not for great. why somebody might That would be think. a great nickname to have. <laughs> Bulge Boy. Ladies. <laughs> See, now if you have another Little Miss Big Boobies, then you can be Bulge Boy. All right, there's a Wait, hold on. i got to write that down. That's going to be my new comic book series, Little Miss Big Boobies and Bulge Bulge Boy. Boy. Uh, Of course, there's a flip side to this, too. Sometimes pet names are used to infer power over another. Calling a female server honey or babe could be a way to call attention to your view of the role as subservient. I agree with that. Yeah. And when people are... Uh, using it when they're like, you know, uh, keyboard warriors. Sometimes they'll use that and you right, can tell right, it's, right. it's actually derogatory. Right, I'm right. Listen here, sweetheart. You. Yes. <laughs> it can be the same as calling females in the office girls instead of coworkers or colleagues. I wouldn't be offended by that. I don't know. I yeah, because guess... you know what? I Because I refer to you when, you're, you know, when we go out and do stuff, I'm going out with the girls. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not meant derogatory. It's meant in a very loving way because I love you and your sisters. I, I, and I suppose. Friends. I mean, it would have to. I guess if the situation there might be in a situation that I'm not thinking of that could arise where maybe it would seem derogatory, but I, offhand, that doesn't sound derogatory to me. According to many traditions and philosophies, there is a great power in naming things, and when this power is wielded by those who choose to use it to their own advantage, nicknames and other nomenclature-related communications can do great harm. Weird. In this essay, we will keep the focus on, because I don't know why asshole would be a problem for somebody. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, Okay. So they're going to keep the focus I'm on out, affectionate I'm going to out, my, out myself on this. Yes. Have I have I called my spouse names? Yes. 
I, have. I hope you I hope you've never used the C word because for some reason that no. word so I have told people before there are two words you better never use on me and that's bitch and and then the C word you come to think it well, yeah wait a minute I've said bitch to you <laughs> in a fun in, way in, in a fight no 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 <laughs> not no not in a fight because I know that's not true I, I everybody can be bitchy but I know I'm not a bitch and so you know what don't you dare ever never well see now here's the thing and, and this is one of these new new i shouldn't say new but it's the, the word that's politically incorrect to use and which i think is ridiculous because it certainly has a connotation on the one side but on the other side it's very descriptive of people and that of course is retad yes you're not you're not allowed to say you're retarded anymore or something it's i like, know yeah but if you're retarded means you're slowed down okay yes. when i call someone a retard I'm not. I'm saying that they're acting like they've been slowed down. Right. I'm not. I'm not doing it to insult people that have diminished mental capacity or anything like that. I'm. I'm. I'm insulting the person. <laughs> and don't forget, you guys. If you want to send your hate mail to Mark, you can send it at Mark Root at Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, and Instagram and Twitter at Snack a Little. Uh, but because in in my. Uh, it, well, with my buddies and stuff, we'll say someone does something stupid. What a retad! Yeah, and we like to say it you know, the Boston way like that because right. that was a big bit on Saturday Night Live. They had a whole sec but uh, anymore. Uh, I know. Right. In fact, the last time they did that, they said, "You are such a re." Ooh! And John, they all shut up because they you weren't allowed Lennon. to say that. That was a thing of his in concert that he would make the motions of being spastic. Mm. And um, can you imagine now today? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I still think it's an effective word to use when people are acting stupid or doing something stupid. And and people who know you wouldn't be offended by it. But there are. I have, Well, I mean, you know, it, your friends and your family. Look, there, and I call myself that, too, and cool by people. the way. <laughs> I call myself. I go, man, what a Same. retard. I can't yeah, believe yeah. I did. You know, and, and so sometimes that comes up. One time uh, my ex-wife locked her keys in the car. For the second time within a couple of months, and uh, actually called. <laughs> this is a longer story than it needs to be. She actually called my mom because I guess I wasn't near my phone, which does happen a lot. Uh, and my mom handed me the phone, and said your your retired wife <laughs> said said she wants. So now we know where he got it from. <laughs> well, no, 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 it wasn't from my mom. My wife had told my mom to oh, say, "Understood." Tell tell yep. Mark that his retired. Or I don't right. know. If she said retard. She may have said just said retarded. That his retarded right. wife locked her keys in the car again. Yeah. So she was accepting. Look, I did something retarded. I'm going to point out I did something retarded, and yeah. you know. So to me, it was it's a descriptive thing. If you're doing something stupid, right? You're an idiot. Yes. But anyway. So you don't use don't you know. never <laughs> used that as like a, a, a an affectionate term though for one uh, of your. <laughs> No, not that I could think All of. All right. Well, pet names and nicknames are a very good sign. Oh, everybody draw clear. Put that put that earbud in a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pet name for your partner? Do you have a favorite pet name that your partner uses for you? Do you ever use baby baby talk? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> when you're alone together? Please tell me no. <laughs> uh, has a couple speak language developed over time? 
chances are good that your relationship is strong if you answered yes to at least a couple of these questions. I I don't like the baby talk stuff. I don't understand no, that. I don't unless you're mocking the other person. Which, look, look, you guys, you've heard me on the show. I mock people. This is what yeah. I do. This yeah. is part of my life. But, but uh, yeah, the baby talk is a thing. I, uh, I don't like that. I don't get that. Uh, but the in-joke, I mean, because, I mean, they're saying, you know, couple speak to me, that's yeah. in-jokes. Oh, cu- and, couple speak, totally. Yeah. I mean, you, you experience a bunch of things in life together, and then right. it's like, uh, we we have that. We are yeah. not a couple. Using the whole fist, Doc, and, you know, things that not everybody's <laughs> going to understand. I can't believe of all the things it's you the, come up with. It's the first line that came to oh mind gosh. from a movie. <laughs> Not something like you had me at hello, but no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Using the whole fist talk. Oh, my god! But gosh. what movies are from? I'm embarrassed. That's from Fletch. Yeah. Of course. Because <laughs> oh I have a sense of humor. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think that happens in, in, in any any relationship, friends and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. uh, one of my best friends, as a couple of my best friends, you know, we can – we can be hanging out and and we just we just nod. We don't even have to say anything if oh, someone yes. says a word that refers yes. to something we both know. We just do a knowing look, like <laughs> we know, mm-hmm. we know. Yep, yep. Yeah. I have that with yes, a few people, especially my niece Claire. And most of the time, when people think niece, you know, they think like you know, knee high to a grass hosp- hosper, <laughs> hosper. <laughs> but no, she's she's like full on adult yeah. and. Uh, yeah, we're, we we don't even have to say anything. We speak each other's language without even saying anything. But you do say a lot when you're with her. I do. It's a gab fest. I'm weird and then I get weirder. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's great. It's great to hang out. Well, as couples get closer and their relationships build, the use of personal idioms and inside jokes increases. In fact, research shows that personal idiom usage is a sign of relationship solidarity. That makes sense. Some couples have trigger words that convey a deeper... <laughs> A deeper meaning. I'm already am <laughs> thinking of trigger words uh, that might appear Fist. <laughs> to others on the surface. You and your partner might share a trigger word that is used when trying to gracefully bow out of a party that's gone on too long, for instance. Oh, right, right. Or perhaps you and your partner have developed a rich vocabulary of gestures and facial expressions, and you don't even need words to communicate sometimes. A roll of the eyes, a passing smirk, a forced yawn, or perhaps a certain gaze. Maybe all that's needed for you or your partner to let the other one know what's going through your minds. See, to me, again, this is relationship stuff that's not on a sexual level necessarily. Agreed, yes. Because, I mean, we, you know, when you're... When you have a good guy friend, for instance, yeah. Um, for me, you we know your breast when you we said know. that. <laughs> I, didn't. I, I was just, I was <laughs> kind of. I was, I was trying not no, to knock the glass seen, over. I was but trying you're doing to put, it different now. The no, first time well, I, it was I, like this. Well, because I want to do this, I want to extend my arm out, but I didn't want to knock over the drink, and so I okay. kept my hand palm up okay, near my Mark. breast, so. It's, Yes, yes, my boobs are huge, so I'm, I am little Mister Big Boob. Little Mister Big Boob. <laughs> but uh, when you have a uh, a wingman, oh, yes, you, you, know, you need to know the signs. You That's set up right. signs yes, to know. You do. Okay, if I do this, you gotta get me out of there. If I yeah. say this, we are leaving. You know the you know the uh, the look that the dog has during the whole. Um, what is that? <laughs> Gosh. 
Oh, the Grinch is Gr- so Christmas. Grinch, the dog, you know, the look the whole time. Right. Yeah, that look. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, do something. <laughs> Help me. But we had, we had, you know, growing up when I was younger, we had different codes and stuff like that to uh, let each other know. Yeah. We we actually even uh, one one group of mine that I was very tight with back in junior high and, and early high school. We we actually had a code word that if one of us yelled that out, that was the time to uh, go crazy and beat the crap out of whoever you know. Oh, it was it was I said, charming. This, this is how ridiculous. No, no, no. Let me tell you, this was if this is if we were ever in a situation. Look, we watched a lot of James Bond movies and stuff like that. So this uh-huh. is if we were ever in the situation where we were tied up or about to get tied up by the bad guy or something like that we had a word and i still won't say it to this day in case as adults just in case someone ever gets us all together we who have completely different paths in our lives right now but in case it all happens i know what that one word is and that means you know what it it was a word that we and this is we discussed this by the way Mm -hmm. this is a word that if we think we're gonna die Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna just shout out that word, and all of us have to just fight like hell. Yeah, you know that's our that's our time. I'm not gonna to, take him without. Right. We're yeah. all gonna at the same time because yep. it will be like a whirlwind if we all do it at the same time. You're not getting any younger, so you better make sure they remember, <laughs> remind them. That's have true. a little secret. I'm not even friends together. with these guys anymore. Well, then you're gonna have to find a new one and new friends, I guess. Because what good does that do you now? Oh man! All right, decreasing use of personal idioms. On the opposite end of the relationship barometer, a fall in couple speak frequently tends to reflect deteriorating conditions and disengagement. Baby talk, pet names, trigger words, and private jokes are signs that all's well on the home front. So once your partner has seen you hunkered down and wrapped up tight in your Green Bay Packers Snuggie, there's nothing you can do but smile and blush when she begins calling you her big green Snuggie Wuggy. <laughs> Remember, it's a good sign. Right. Nicknames can be fun, but should be respectful, too. The Beast Daddy Ever has an NFL football jersey embroidered with this, I don't even know, S-O-B-R-I-Q-U-E-T, sobriquet on the back. There's a tender story associated with the creation of this nickname. His wife started using it for him when their young daughter, now in her mid-20s, gave him a handmade Father's Day card in which she'd scrawled, You're the Beast Daddy Ever. Okay, you're the beast daddy ever. Right. Two decades later, he knows he's loved very much when his wife addresses him using that very special term of endearment. Now, that is very sweet. Right. But be forewarned, according to one study, the countdown list of pet names that women disliked the most was, it was topped with babe, Hmm. sweet cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's always used in movies. That's an idiom used in movies when it's the guy in the bar that's going too far Right. And the, and the right, hero right, of the right. movie has to slap him upside the head or something. Snookums, Little Miss Big Boobies, <laughs> <laughs> and Baby Doll. <laughs> if you're going to use a special name for the person who's the most special to you, make sure you choose one that you've used on everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> make sure you choose one that brings a blush of modesty you're to their retard. face. You're a retard. You're a <laughs> no, retard. You're a retard. Everyone gets a retard. You don't want to give them a flush of anger. Now, who's your beast squeeze? Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so it's a good thing. I apparently it's a good thing that neither one of us is. Well, you you were you had a nickname, but you did not give out nicknames. And, and I liked it, but no, you know what? It feels really um, 
it's just not something that I do. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day when it's like truly, I guess, really the really, really, really the rest of my life, Mr. Right, maybe suddenly something's going to come just bursting forth I and so. I just have to call him something. But yes, <laughs> I did. There was the one, Bulge Boy. Wow. <laughs> and, and yes, so... <laughs> All right, you got something to share with me. Well, so I have some music to share. Now, this is a song. It's somewhat related to this. It's related to relationships in the sense that, you know, when we're young, because uh-huh. we were young once. We were. You know, and now we're a little older. We're uh, 28. Uh, that you hear a song when you're young. And it's like, oh, yeah, that is awesome. But then you listen to that song again as an adult, and you're like, what the um, hell? <laughs> that's not right at all yeah i know what you mean yes. and so i have a i have a song like that that i want to share okay and uh it goes something, something like, this. like this you should know the song right away right still struggling it's like a winger or winger yep. winger okay yeah you know the song yeah, uh, yep it's only 17 right so the starts fly Now, this is Winger. This Janet correctly identified right away. This is a song 17. Be ashamed not to see you again. I think you can hear the lyrics pretty well here. Knock me to the floor, she said. I'm only 17. So there you go. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, that came out in, let me see if I think I, I have a uh, year for that here. Is uh, 1988? Is that right? I mean, that does seem wow. right. Yeah, it was released in 1988. This is according to Wikipedia and IMDb. They both say it's at 1988. So I was actually in 1988. I was uh, well, I guess I was in my early 20s at that point. Mm-hmm. But still, this was a song. You know, you're in your early 20s. He's only 17. It's kind of exciting. You know, and it, you know, it was great. It was around my age range of you know within the people I would. Well, that's not right. Wait. <laughs> like, I didn't date anyone 17. Well, I, well, I was married early, number uh-huh. one, and then I was a single parent. So, uh, but, you know, from a, uh, I still have a teenage boy's mind then. I still have a teenage boy's <laughs> mind now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit, yeah. But back then, that was a cool song. You know, it was I like, agree. She, you know, she, she's only 17. Sometimes you're rocking out and you're not really thinking about what you're singing. Right, right. But it was it was great. It was a, you know, teenage lust love song kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was great. But now listening to it, it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a terrible song. Yeah. This is a guy that's, that, that, and he was clearly about, I don't know how, you know what? Actually, I, he was 27 years old when the song was released. Yeah. So this is a song that he was 10 years older than a 17-year-old and lusting after a 17-year-old in the song. Now, he said that uh, most of his indulging in chicks, this is a quote, he says, I was playing in bars at the time and I was 15 and I was thinking I was a rock star and doing all that stuff. 
He goes, but I wasn't really anything. I was just in a bar band. And it, it, this quote actually says, and I was having women every night. I'm sure he and, was hot. And this is an interview he he did in 1989 he said now the women are in much more abundance and i don't really indulge myself at all i feel more of responsibility in this position okay so well, he was good. he said that he's also said in another interview that 17 was legal in colorado so he didn't even understand why there was controversy i, I guess there was controversy when the song first came out okay i don't remember like i said I it was either. a song to me about teenage lust and yes you know i, I thought it was fantastic and well great. and okay I, I mean, to be fair, you know, he could be singing a teenage lust anthem and he's not necessarily not necessarily saying that he wants to get with a 17 year old and people got to lighten up. Right. You know, just I mean, because it's sung by him. It is rock and roll. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, it's just one of those things that I, I always like that song. But as an adult, I thought, sure. and, you know, and I knew what the lyrics were back then. The lyrics are pretty yep. clear. But it's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. I didn't that's put... That's creepy. So, I mean, well, actually, the truth is that's the only part of the song that I ever knew is just the, the chorus. Right. But I didn't I didn't really think about that back then. And so, I mean, as we get older, I mean, okay, we do get hopefully wiser and smarter and maybe you pay closer attention, but also maybe you get a little more jaded. Right. Because I don't... I I don't know. I don't think that everybody that puts out that kind of music is putting it out because they're pervomatic. Sometimes it's just, yeah, rock and roll. Right. Right. So. And that's what I think. You know, it's it's uh, you know, there 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 are plenty of people that write about teenage love and teenage lust that are in their 30s and 40s and, and you know, come up with a top hit or something like that. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before and so I have What's the who is it? Is it Little Richard? Who's saying you're you're sixteen? You're beautiful oh, and right. you're mine. I wonder how old he was when he. I, I think I don't know if he wrote it. I'm Chubby think, I'm thinking Neil Sedaka, but I think he popularized it maybe. But I think you're right. No, no, it was it was like Chubby Checker or something like that. One of the old uh, um, artists from from the Motown era. Uh, I'm what the heck. You know what? It's the first thing it's pulling up, sung by Ringo Starr. No, I could see him singing that. I don't but, know if that's what he he wrote it. I mean, we would recognize that, wouldn't me? We wouldn't me, wouldn't we? <laughs> you're sixteen. You're beautiful, and you're mine. I don't know. Hmm. And that's the first thing that comes up. I'm trying to see if they're Johnny Burnett. Maybe Johnny Burnett is the one that we know. Because that looks uh, more like the era that I would think that would come Interesting. From. I never thought of that. Stay tuned. Maybe that will be something that will... I would play it now and we would answer that question, but we may get commercials and I don't want to bore you guys with commercials, right. so I'm not going to do it right yeah. now. Yeah. We, uh, the other thing is that uh, one of the interviews that Kip Winger says he actually was a little bit inspired by I Saw Her Standing There, the Beatles oh, really? tune. Really? Because it talks about she was just 17, if you know what I mean. Right. And so that's kind of where you got a little bit of inspiration from it. Well, and so I wonder if they got, like, you know, ragged Flack on because for... because of that. Right? Yeah, that was decades before. Come to my place, we can talk it over. Yeah. 
And she's seducing him. She's the one saying, time to make you mine. Well, and that makes it okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, officer. She's only seventeen. Yeah, it's definitely a hip uh, winger. Dang, he was hot. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's definitely a uh, that's just some great guitar stuff. Yes, I'd love to listen to this, but we have to talk over it so that the algorithms don't recognize it as only the song, so yes. we don't get in trouble. So that's why we talk over yes. our song. This is just a learning experience. But I tell you, while we're doing this, I'm watching the video, going, "That's an awesome video, too." <laughs> Kind of a live I, live performance of the band in the studio. As we've said before, back when they made uh, made videos, still right. and played them on MTV. Yes. Such a bad girl loves to work me overtime. Feels good dancing close to the borderline. Man, this is terrible. She's a leather glove. She's my soul. It must be love. Well, there you go. That is that is my contribution for. Thank you. A song that sounded great back in the day, but now it's like makes you think twice. It's kind of creepy, isn't it? Uh. You know, interestingly, so I tried pulling up uh, now because now I'm curious about your 16, you're beautiful in your mind. Right. I tried pulling it up on Amazon Prime because Prime Music because there are no commercials. I can't pull it up there. I cannot pull that song up. Interesting. I, I, think, I think it is a Chuck Berry song, but uh, maybe we'll feature that in some future show because we don't have time to get into awesome. it. Awesome. Well, then we know where we're headed next. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Mark, you don't know about this. This is going to end up being, I suspect, kind of a two-parter because something I want to do. Okay. So. Wait, are you 17? No. <laughs> the, so the reason I initially thought about discussing crystals, rocks, gems. Right. Is I saw someone uh, post something about how there was a certain type of, um, let's see, it's a crystal. It's called Moldavite. Okay. And I'm like, Moldavite, I don't know what that is. So I look up Moldavite, says, here's what I found out. It's been used for thousands of years as a healing crystal. Unfortunately, many people have experienced spiritual dangers when working with crystal. Like a person who had nightmares while Moldavite sat on her nightstand. Another person who couldn't stop sobbing the first time they held Moldavite. Really? Apparently Moldavite has incredibly powerful energy and it's important to know how it works so that you can be prepared when you use this crystal for the first time. So there's a photo here. It kind of looks like romaine lettuce a little bit. Oh, I've seen. Okay, I've seen it in a museum before. It's it's beautiful. Um, It has an interesting history. It says um, the reason it's so dangerous and powerful it's an ancient green stone that formed 15 million years ago from a meteorite impact, and it was likely somewhere in the Czech Republic. It's a tektite, which is essentially 
stones composed of earthly debris from the meteoric impact. Moldavite carries with it strong extraterrestrial and cosmic energy that combined with Earth's <laughs> vibrational energies, it makes it an incredibly powerful tektite stone. In present day, uh, it can only be found in the Czech Republic, and they're becoming more and more rare, and it's very expensive. I was going to say, now that you mention all that, maybe I haven't seen it, but from the picture you showed me, I've seen something that looks like that. Uh, there's a... Uh, in Los Angeles, I think it's at the Natural History Museum. They have a uh, rock, you know, and and gems area. Mm -hmm. It's yep. fantastic, and I've seen something that looks like that. But obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. It could be that it's the L.A. County Museum of Natural History, so they could possibly have a sample there. But uh, well, it wow. says real moldavite stones are are rough and imperfect looking with bubbles, dips, and divots. If your moldavite appears glass-like, it could be a fake. Uh, it fifteen gram piece of moldavite usually sells for upwards of five hundred dollars huh. uh and so yes it's rare and it's expensive and if you're finding it cheap it's probably a fake right so here are the dangers of moldavite uh rapid change that you may not be ready for could happen with moldavite there could be changes that you're just not ready they call it the moldavite effect hmm. um says manifestations in regards to change can be either be very positive or extremely negative uh, or even a combination of both. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that with anything? I could rub a potato chip on my arm. And <laughs> things could either go really bad or really it good. It is. It is. Yes. It's up for interpretation, possibly. Uh, it also says it's draining for those who aren't in tune with their spiritual side. It can drain you if you aren't in tune. You might not know when it's time to tuck your Moldavite away. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> Put that away <laughs> to protect your energy. Your moldavite is hanging out. Uh, as you get familiar with your energy, your vibrations, and how to use crystals, you'll be able to recognize when moldavite is too intense. Uh, so another point that they make is moldavite increases energies from other stones and people. Moldavite will also increase energies from other stones which is what we're gonna be talking about here in a moment, because okay. I've heard about this for a while, that there are people, Stevie Nicks, for example, um, a friend of mine from work, <laughs> who are into the crystals and stones and gems, and it's not just a few people that I know, if you think of it, hey, and wait, I look at this- I just wanna clarify, you said Stevie Nicks, and then you said a friend of mine from work. Oh, s as if yeah, period, and okay. also- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I was just gonna, you, you really, it, it really sounded like you said no. uh, she, you worked with Stevie Nicks. No. Okay. Um, but, the, I mean, people for thousands of thousands and thousands of years, uh, for whatever reason, the Egyptians, Indians, uh, all over the world, there right. have been people that have used gems and crystals and, uh, and rocks and thought the different ones to have some kind of healing and energy and magical powers yes yeah so we're not going to talk about signs that moldavite is working for you which what i'm reading here because we're probably not going to go and buy some moldavite it would be a fake what no. we could afford right uh, but it just got me to thinking about some gems that we can afford that i've All been right. watching for so i actually have a list and i'm not going to go through it now um but i have a list of a lot of different crystals and it talks about what the different crystals and gemstones what they're what they are good for right what their secret power is yes actually it's not a secret power if we know about it so here's what i'm thinking okay 
I want to choose maybe two for you. Okay. And I want you to choose two for me. Rather than we choosing ourselves, our own. Right, right. And then I don't know. I what carry them around for a month, for like always, <laughs> and see what we think. If something, I mean, maybe even keep a, maybe write a jot a few things down when we first get them, you know, and maybe you know, couple a weekend, maybe once a week check in and see if anything seems different. And and we'll know what's what couple of stones each other chooses right. for the other one. Because I think that's, you know. So here's the thing. How often do we have to carry them on ourselves? Well, I mean, have it in your pocket. I wear, I wear, you know, jeans when I'm working. Right. But um, stick, what about at home when I'm walking around in my robe? Stick it in your butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, know. you stick it in your butt crack. <laughs> I don't know. Bitch. Uh, I don't know why I'm blushing either, but it feels really warm in You are. <laughs> you are so red right now. So... <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, so look at my that new there. nickname <laughs> for you is going to be Red Butt Crack. <laughs> All right. I hey, Red Butt that. Crack. Um, it doesn't flow off the tongue. <laughs> no. <laughs> just uh, RBC. <laughs> so look at that. That I just looking at. I'm showing Mark a page, and there's probably I would say probably maybe thirty. Right. A whole bunch like of different stones on it. Yeah, and I'm just going to read a couple to you just to give you an example. All right. Uh, so it says, for example. Uh, Clear quartz is good for awareness, amplifying energy, and clarity. Uh, the tiger's eye, they're beautiful. Yeah. Willpower, warrior spirit, self-motivation. I'm just worried about where we got to keep it. Is it is it okay in pocket? Because is that can, <laughs> would you? You just want to go back to the butt crack. <laughs> Stick it in your ear. I don't know. <laughs> Stick it in my rear. What the? <laughs> what are you, You'll figure it out. <laughs> no, because I'm like, well, is it is it supposed to help your heart or your brain? I mean, when you're going places, yes, have it in your pocket. When you're home, have it near. When you go to bed, put it by the bedstand. Have it near. I think it is important to take the... So, by the way, I love lapis, and I love the one for lapis. Maybe we should both have this as one of them. What does it say? Psychic vision, celestial energy, <laughs> and nobility. I don't know. I'd rather have the one that has love and money. There's that here, too. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a chart of all the yes. crystals and all the things, and we got you know, we have to go out and find where we can get these. Oh, I can, I can. yeah. I'll, I'll take care of that, but I want you, I'll no, send. The, I think we go, I think we have to okay. go together and make well, it here's, a thing for the here's show. Here's the part that sucks. <laughs> it used to be that there was a place in the area that carried a lot of gems and rocks. I mean, right. I don't know that they would have all of these, but right. there's a place that used to have a lot of this stuff, and um, they're not there anymore. Oh. Another well, one that... Well, come on. We're in Southern California. We should be pretty easy are to we gonna find a gemstone. Are we going to go rock hounding? No, 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 no. I'm talking about just the, the nature of the stereotypical Californian that, oh, dude, you got to get your chakra in gear and your third eye and your stone come on there's got to be three shops in our if, town alone here's so what i think is that because there are so many here i think you're going to have the ones that are most common i think it'd be easier to find lapis i think it'd be easier to find quartz rose quartz i've seen rose quartz possibly a venturine maybe carnelian maybe amethyst but there's some here 
it would probably be hard to find these. And so if it's if it's the thing that you think this is the the thing I want you to have, right? Then um, it might be more difficult, and might be something you have to try and find on the internet. Right. I don't know for sure, but I mean, I was looking on the internet. I don't either. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about. It. I'm thinking. Okay, again, I'm. I, I know. <laughs> I'm stuck on the. Well, let me see. When I Where play I tennis, do it? I have to put it? Do I have to put it in my pocket when I go play tennis? Well, is that and, no? And then, How and then when this? I go home and I shower, do I put it? I mean, I can put I'll it have in the them bathroom. strung on a necklace for you, and in then the, you never well, have to I'm, take it that's, off. That's what I'm like, you know, because after the bathroom, I just wear a towel or I wear my bath wrap around the house because you know it's hot here in the summer, and and you know I don't really have a pocket to put it in. I yes. guess I could put it in my belly button. It'd be a lot better than putting it in my butt. <laughs> Don't knock until you tried it. <laughs> and so I think we learned a lot more about Jana this episode. And so I want you guys to stay tuned on this topic because we're going to test it out for you. In All right, case we will you do haven't. it. I'm in. I'm in. We'll find it. We'll we're find a couple gyms and we'll try to keep them. Uh, for you know, and what do you think of the, the idea of us choosing the other person's two stones? Wait, are you going to chew my stones? If, <laughs> if I had thought about this one and a half, almost two years ago, I could have given you Ethan. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my kidney stone, <laughs> and told you it was something else. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've been told there are more in there, so. All Since right. I had to pull out my own string, maybe I can reach up there and find a stone for you. I pull out my own string a lot. <laughs> Gosh. I think we need... I think we, uh, on that That's note... It. <laughs> okay, people. We want you to go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Snack A Little. Yes. Or you can go to the dedicated listener line. We love it. Uh, you can go there at 909 Five seven two zero, zero two, two seven, seven eight. eight. Leave us a message. Give us a call. <laughs> Loves. Um. Yeah, I'd love to know. Actually, so first of all, are any of you into the rocks and gems and crystals, and the belief in the the power or the magic that they have? Do they give you calm? Um. I know that there's some people who very much believe in them. If you listened to Mark and Brian, you knew you would know that Stevie Nicks couldn't even perform on the show one morning until some guy brought her a bag full of rocks. Right, <laughs> and, right. And so it was very important to her. And if you have any suggestions on the ones we should have, we'll take that into consideration. The ones we should get for each other. Yes. And try the snack, people. Ice cream oh, and man. lemonade. I can't wait to Blend finish it. mine. Oh, it's done. Mine isn't. <laughs>